40 years ago, when pediatric surgeon Dr. Kurt Newman was in his third year at Duke University School of Medicine, he underwent surgery for thyroid cancer. It was an emotional time, and he says even though it felt odd to be treated by his teachers and classmates, at least he wasn't alone. When I awoke from the surgery in this recovery room, and I had a couple of my friends in medical school had dropped in to check on me, but there was a a little girl that was in that recovery room. She just looked so lonely there, and that image stuck with me because it just felt that no child should be alone like that. That little girl affected Newman deeply. He's now president and CEO of Children's National Health System in Washington, D.C., where he's made it his mission to educate society about the importance of pediatric specialty medicine. He also hopes to empower parents to get the best medical care for their kids. His new book is Healing Children, a surgeon's stories from the frontiers of pediatric medicine. Children, as is often said, are not small adults. It goes beyond that. There's a different biology. There's a resiliency, whether it's genetics, whether it's the tissues, the organs are are fresh and can heal and can bounce back. But to take advantage of that, you need an environment that is not only conscious of that, but is set up to enhance that and not miss those opportunities. For example, Newman once treated a child for liver cancer who had a 10% chance of living. We removed half of his liver and all of the tumor nodules. And because he's a child, his liver was able to grow back. Somehow his immune system bounced back and with the chemotherapy eradicated the rest of the tumors in his body and he survived. And he went on not too much later to make the baseball team at his high school. And then a few years later, he was carrying the Olympic torch in Washington, D.C. Children have this capacity to be resilient. Their tissues can come back. But we need to create the situations that take advantage of that. And that's what children's specialists, children's hospitals are designed to do. However, counterintuitive as it may seem, Newman says we don't invest enough in our children's health. I think that children's hospitals have struggled a bit over the years because we just don't make it a national priority. And when you look at the debate that's going on on Capitol Hill today, and you think about the possibilities of cuts in Medicaid, which covers 30 million children, for example, I think that's short-sighted. We'll be preventing things that could occur later, whether it's earlier diagnosis, getting on top of genetic conditions that can possibly be corrected. And the research may come along that shows that we can not only identify things now, but perhaps prevent future adult-type diseases. Maybe we could prevent diabetes and obesity by identifying things early and correcting them genetically. Newman has many tips for how parents can procure the best medical care for their children, starting with visits to the emergency room. He says when there's a choice, take your child to the closest children's hospital and know how to get there before an emergency occurs. Now, sometimes there's some really life-threatening situations and, you know, the emergency personnel need to make that judgment and you're not in a position to make that judgment. But when there is that possibility and you're given a choice, knowing that maybe an extra 15 minutes you'd get to a specialized emergency department where the doctors, all they do is take care of kids and where the nurses, that's what they do. And they've got 
the equipment that's required. They know what dosages of medicine to give. The x-ray machines are all set up. You know, a lot of emergency departments will only see a few patients a day that are children. A place like ours, our children's hospital, Children's National, we see 150 a day. And so you think about the experience. That's what you want for your child. Newman says you also need to be sure the children's hospital in your area is covered by your insurance. If it's not, he says, you should think about a change. It's that important if your child gets truly sick. That's because children's specialists think about things that never come up in the adult world. For example, when Newman was thinking about taking over as CEO at Children's National five years ago, he was attending a picnic when he was approached by the mother of a child with autism. She said that to get her child the care he needed, she was having so much difficulty because the simple things frequently became complicated. And if she had to schedule more than one thing, it became really complicated. And the staff at the hospital just really didn't know how to deal with the child with with autism. And we were just doing a lot of things to make the child worse when he came into the hospital. Her experience affected Newman deeply. And when he became CEO at Children's National, he was determined to do something to address the problem. So I thought a lot about that and I uh, came up with an idea that I'd basically stolen from the cancer world where they have nurse navigators work with people that have just been diagnosed with cancer and thought I'd try that in the children's hospital world with this group of kids and families with autism. And the idea was to have someone that knew the child, what would set the child off or what kinds of things he or she liked uh, that would keep them calm and develop a tailored plan for that child and to work with the family so that everyone that came in contact with that child would understand the plan. And we wanted to be an autism-friendly hospital, and we wanted to use a nurse navigator to get there. And I can tell you it's made all the difference. Newman says now that same mother raves about the nurse navigator approach. She says if blood needs to be drawn, the nurses don't have to hold her son down. The nurses make sure he has his special doll and music to keep calm. And there are other special populations that children's hospitals have learned to include as well. I remember one of the first lessons that really brought me up short, which I should have thought about but didn't when I became CEO, was a teenager stood up in one of our town hall meetings and said, look, you guys aren't doing enough for teenagers. you got all this nice stuff for kids. You've got coloring books and you're playing bingo for them and they've got music that is appropriate for children. But I'm a teenager. I want my music. I want to be somewhere with my friends in the hospital where we're not being treated like children. Well, he was right. And we needed to go out and create an environment that respected that. Newman says we need to make children's health care a national priority. We need more specialists and more facilities. Children aren't little adults, and they need to be treated as the unique individuals they are. You can find out more about Dr. Kurt Newman and his book, Healing Children, by visiting our website at RadioHealthJournal.net. Our writer-producer this week is Polly Hansen. Our production director is Sean Waldron. I'm Nancy Benson. Radio Health Journal returns in just a moment. 
Good dietary practices have a strong connection to a lower risk of cognitive decline as we age, according to four large new studies reported at the 2017 Alzheimer's Association International Conference. Results of one study show a 35 to 40 percent lower risk of cognitive impairment among people who've consistently followed heart-healthy diets. Even modest improvements in diet bring a lower risk of decline. Dr. James Hendricks is Director of Global Science Initiatives at the Alzheimer's Association. The size and length of these four studies clearly demonstrate how powerful healthful eating can be in maintaining brain health and function. However, what we eat is just one part of the puzzle. Studies show regular exercise and lifelong learning are also important to reduce the risk of cognitive decline. Another of the new studies suggests that poor diet may promote premature signs of aging through inflammation. To learn more, including the Alzheimer's Association's 10 Ways to Love Your Brain, based on the latest research, visit alz.org. Medical Notes this week. Nearly all of us use our smartphones every day, but if you use them too much, it could increase your likelihood of developing carpal tunnel syndrome. A new study in the journal Muscle and Nerve finds that more than half of participants who use their smartphones five or more hours a day experience wrist and hand pain. That compares to only 12% of patients who use their phone less than five hours per day. To reduce the chance of wrist and hand pain, researchers suggest limiting electronic device use as much as possible. Well, here's more bad news about pesticides. A new study in Environmental International finds that mothers who were exposed to the chemicals chlorpyrifos or NALED during their pregnancies had children with 3 to 4% decreased fine motor skills at nine months than children who were not exposed. Chlorpyrifos is used as a pesticide on fruits and vegetables. NALED is used as an insecticide, mostly for mosquitoes, which have become a particular concern since the introduction of Zika. And finally, having sex more frequently may increase your brain power as you age. A new study from Journals of Gerontology finds that couples between age 50 and 83 who engaged in more regular sexual activity scored higher on tests that measured verbal fluency and visuospatial ability. And that's Medical Notes this week. Accidental falls are a leading cause of injury and death in older Americans. In fact, one in three people age 65 and older will take a fall at some point that diminishes their quality of life. Falls can happen for a variety of reasons, but Dr. Katie Davenport, a practicing emergency physician and member of the American College of Emergency Physicians, explains how to reduce your risk. Emergency physicians have outlined seven simple steps to avoid falls in a new video. Here are a few of them. First, improve strength and balance with exercise, like Tai Chi. Check your home for hazards that could cause you to trip, like loose rugs. Make sure you wear supportive footwear, and if your medications make you feel lightheaded or dizzy, ask your doctor or pharmacist about alternatives. For more tips, visit www.emergencycareforyou.org. The 7-Step Fall Challenge video outlines common steps you can take right now to greatly reduce your risk of falling. Just go to emergencycareforyou.org to view it and find more information. That's emergencycareforyou.org. Living with diabetes can be challenging, complicated, and expensive. A recent survey conducted by Wakefield Research found 62% of adults with diabetes say they'd better manage their disease if supplies were more affordable. Roche Diabetes Care has now introduced the AccuCheck Guide System, a new blood glucose meter and simple pay savings program designed to help make managing diabetes surprisingly simple and more affordable. As part of the AccuCheck Guide System, the new blood glucose meter will help simplify the most frequent tasks needed to manage diabetes, including a new spill-resistant SmartPak test strip vial, 
a larger blood application area on the strip, and a strip port light that makes testing in daytime, nighttime, or anytime simple. The meter is now available at most pharmacies, and to start saving on test strips, download the Simple Pay Savings Card on the AccuCheck website. Simply hand the Simple Pay card to your pharmacist. With the AccuCheck guide meter and strip prescription for consistent and easy to understand everyday low prices. For more information, visit accu-check.com/guide. Thank you for listening to Radio Health Journal, a production of MediaTracks Communications. If you enjoyed this week's show, please leave a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. You can find more Radio Health Journal stories about health, science, and technology on iTunes. Stitcher, and at RadioHealthJournal.net.